Hey everyone, I'm Laura from the Choosing Content Podcast, where I chat weekly about topics close to my heart, being content, living intentionally, and choosing joy. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. It is August, and I can tell that the last few weeks, the atmosphere has changed. Everything seems to be weighing on everyone so heavily. People are wanting their house to be tidier, their home to be better, the back to school. I feel like people are dumping the pressure on right now while simultaneously not wanting to do the work to get it done. Um, you know, we need, we need all the things right now, but I don't know that we've actually done the things to make life easier. I'm pretty sure we're trying to do gymnastics with all we're wanting to do, but really just tying ourselves into a knot and ending up in tragic knots. So I'm here to tell you something. I really do think you can have it all. Well, almost all of it. You just might not be able to have it at the same time. So hear me out. I want you to have it all. But I think we're going to have to come up with some ways to do some work on the front end to make it happen. We have glorified doing all the things all ourselves, but the folks that are doing those things have done a lot of work to make it happen. They've planned, curated, organized themselves into a point where they can do these things almost on autopilot. And the remaining pieces can be purchased in exchange for time. So we must stop seeing ourselves as people that must personally do it all, but rather we need to shift our mindsets to be proactive instead of passive when it comes to getting all the things done. Some of the ways that we can be proactive comes in a category of four things that I'm going to talk about today. Just four guidelines. The first thing you can do is you can plan with efficiency in mind. So hear me out. On Sunday, after attending morning worship and eating our lunch out, because we plan to do that every Sunday, we do a grocery pickup on the way home. So as we pull into HEB parking lot, we can stop and top off the tank. We can pick up the groceries for the week and we can head home. As we get home, I can put the groceries away, set aside lunch items, and I can actually just make the little pods of lunch things. So I can put my husband's little nuts and cheeses in his little special containers. Um, You could put a bag of chips in with each one of those. And we've made a special little lunch pod so his mornings are so much smoother. That's a really big hitter for something that we can do easily. We didn't really spend that much extra time, but the order we did it in saved it. We planned with efficiency in mind. Next, you can utilize a system of routines. And here's a couple here, but the easiest way that I can think of is to convey the idea of laundry day. So every Monday I do laundry, all the laundry, and I've been doing this for several months. But about three weeks ago, according to Kendra Adachi's book, The Lazy Genius Way, it suggested starting with the bedding. Oh, and I did it and it worked. So I will continue to do it. I start with the bedding and then I do all my husband's shirts and soft things like undies. And then I do all of his heavy things like jeans and, you know, heavier shorts, that type of thing. Then I do all of my clothes, then all my daughter's clothes, and then all the towels and dish towels, all the, you know, the square things that are fun to fold. That's what I do last. And I have them wrapped up and put away in one day. This is everything done. I try to make sure that I'm choosing less 
the least long cycle that is doable. So in other words, normal is 45 minutes, but colors is 35 minutes, and I can't tell a difference on my clothes, so I save myself the 10 minutes. And we do that every Monday. The other thing that we do as a simple guideline is that I alternate my schedules. And one of my downfalls is that I want to do a lot of things, and if I don't feel like I'm getting them done, I blame myself for not prioritizing well enough. And the reality is that I physically cannot sustain doing all the things every day. It makes life feel more like a burden instead of a joy. So when I started alternating my schedules, I felt that work and play was better distributed. For example, every morning I like to drink a cup of coffee, but then I alternate if I read, write, or exercise. And that actually helps me to get all the things done that I like doing. And in the same way, I focus an alternate area of the house. So on some weeks, yeah, a lot of people call these zones, but that seems really formal to me. So I have this space and one week I work on the front of the house, which is our guest bedroom, daughter's bedroom and guest bathroom, the common area, which is the kitchen and dining and living room. And the last space that I work on is the master, which is just our bedroom, bathroom and closet. And I just kind of mentally rotate through these and it keeps any one area from spiraling completely out of control. So that's alternating schedules like on a weekly, on a monthly type basis, and it just helps me to have a better balance. Now the last thing that I'm gonna tell you is to create a contingency plan. There are days that are dumpster fires, and I'm gonna be completely transparent and tell you that we came through a very unique season the last several months and I'm gonna be honest we weren't entirely interested in controlling the details because we could not we had other things that needed to be taken care of it worked much better for us to just roll with the punches and this meant that we kept emergency dinner of tamales and a frozen pizza on hand it meant that we knew which restaurant we could eat at the most frugally It meant having a set of towels and a set of clothes for backup. It meant that we simply couldn't control all the things. So we weren't going to control the things. We were going to control our response to them. And then we had grace when we had to use the contingency plan and replace it. Sometimes you will have to just plan for the inevitable and that will be okay. So let's talk about some ways that you can have it all. And I'm just gonna list a few things and a response to them. If you're having a different situation, think of it and then work with the response. When we do this, I feel like we can have more of the things more of the time. So here's the action. What's gonna help you feel more put together? Are you always running out of gas? Well, then top off the tank each time you pick up groceries or every Friday afternoon when you're headed home. If you're struggling to feel presentable, make an outfit for every day of the week and then wear it. Are you always running short on household items like, Mom, we need toilet paper. Mom, we need need soap. Mom, well, try picking up a few things that are like standard to stock up on. Or have a contingency plan, you know, the aerosol deodorant that everyone can use just in case of emergencies. Yeah, that's an option. Can't find your keys. 
pick a spot and put them there. Create the contingency plan for the off days because you know they're coming. We need to work more consistently, friend, on having, having the work done ahead of time. I feel that when I look at myself and when I look at my social circles, when I look around the world in general, we're hustling so hard. And I don't know that we're always getting it done to the best of our abilities. And I've, I've noticed this for several, several years. And, and so I've developed some ways to make the hustle less hard. So for the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking. And I'm sure I'll come up with some cute title. But making the hustle less hard. Taking the hassle out of the hustle. How's that? Taking the hassle out of the hustle. Over the next several weeks, we're going to work on taking the hassle out of the hustle and going through our homes and going through our lives and step by step making sure that happens. So I really hope this next week that you join me. We are going to be talking about that. And I think it's going to be eye-opening because friends, I don't want us to work harder. I want us to work smarter. And I really do believe that with a little forethought and with a little bit of planning, we can make our lives so much more efficient. So I'm so excited about that. Y'all, it has been such a great pleasure to host the Choosing Content podcast. Again, thank you for joining me another week of the Choosing Content podcast. I hope to meet you back here next week. Now, let's go find the good today. Hello, friends. I'm so excited about today's episode. Last week, we talked about the illusion of having it all and what it takes to manage that. Today, we are starting taking the hassle out of the hustle. Now, I will tell you the main secret to having it all is simply to have less. Ouch. Yeah, I know. It sounds like a really bad idea of opposite day, but it's really not. When we have too much, we are bogged down because the seemingly simple task may sneakily take longer. You know, searching for the keys again or not being able to open or close a drawer to get something simple like a measuring spoon out. Has that ever happened to y'all? It used to happen to me all the time. So ultimately, you must have less in order to have more. Now let's let's do a little vision casting. How is your world going to be when all your projects are done, when all your organizing is done, when your home's finished, when it's decorated perfectly? Now, in your ideal vision of all that, are there piles of clutter? Are the closets stuffed to the brim? Do boxes line the walls in your master? Does the junk drawer not open? Mm, yeah, I didn't think so. Chances are when we picture what life should or could be like, it has a whole lot less junk. I mean, junk could be good stuff, but there's just less of it. So I'm going to be honest, since 2009, I have been working toward the concept of having less. Yes, I'm well aware that's over a decade, and it has taken me through almost every life stage I have had um, dual residences. 
I have been single. I have been married. I have been married with a child. I have uh, retired semi-permanently, taking a brief hiatus from teaching for a time, which means lots of classroom things coming into our home. Through the seasons, there have been lots of things because I might need this someday. Well, when I decided the someday had arrived, it's funny how much I really didn't need. Some of that was because the items were over a decade old, and I had ruined them out. I had, they had done their job. The pots and pans were tired. A few of the items were never used, like a menu board, but I just never had a spot where it fit. It wasn't wrong. And life changes, like getting married, somehow force you to blend a life, and you end up with so much stuff and so little stuff all at the same time. So as a newlywed couple, we had a house that was brimming with stuff, mostly mine. But keep in mind, we weren't your stereotypical newlyweds. We were 41 and 30 with a brand new 2,000 square foot home on family acreage. I was met with the obstacle that our home must be enough. But the sheer volume of things that we had would not fit comfortably into our home. This home was built to be my husband's forever home. So I knew that there were no other options. We simply had to own less. Dana K. White talks about the container concept. If you think of our home as a container, it only holds so much. And we had to let go of a lot of things to match what our container said we could have. So here are some thoughts. When you begin to work toward the idea of having less, so you can have it all. Start where there's a large impact quickly. And for me, I think that the bathrooms are one of the easiest places to see a big change in a short amount of time. So let's start with the linens, bathroom linens. We minimized the number of towels that were available for use. Like I still have them in a box, but we don't have them out on the daily. So at present, we have five in our master and five in our guest bathroom. Five for our master was simply because my husband can take three showers in a day on a very regular basis, and he doesn't reuse a towel. Um, and there's some, some different reasons for that. Uh, the best one is that my mother-in-law taught him to wipe down the shower walls every time he took a shower. So our shower is rarely ever filthy. And I really don't have the audacity to complain that he's wiping down my shower walls like three times a day. This is a good thing, right? And the guest bathroom number was actually calculated because when our family comes to visit, we typically have five people that use that bathroom. So once everyone is showered, I can just put the five towels in a load and wash those up. So no one has to bring extra linens or anything when they come to stay with us. We had the room, so I like having more towels. We have one kid. We could probably do with one or two towels. But that is a value that we have of being a good host or good hostesses. So we want to make sure that we have the right number of bathroom linens. Now, as far as bathroom items go, you know, I have one 10 by 10 cube that my hair products and most of the tools fit in. Yep. 
So my hairsprays and my, um, all the hair products, the diffuser, the hair dryer, the, the curling irons or wands, which I still have, even though I don't often use them. Um, the only thing that does not fit in there is I have a set of rollers. So I have allowed myself the permission not to put those in there, but everything else will fit in a 10 by 10. So I have to be very intentional about it. But I have a container that tells me how much I can have. Now, as for products, the bathroom is the best spot to be realistic. If you can't stand the smell of the hairspray or the feeling of that bottle of cream you just knew you were going to love, toss or donate it. Let it go. I have a few products that just didn't work well. There's a mousse that everyone raves about, and it gives me flakes, and it gives my daughter flakes. So it got tossed. Now, go through. If you are not one of those people that regularly use up bottles, you probably have some expired items. Just toss it. The rest of the items that, you know, we go through and I'm like, okay, these have expired. I toss those. I literally took a Sharpie and I numbered the bottles and the order I had to use up. And it helped my efforts be so much more consistent. It was a little goofy for a little while, but now I know what I really do use and what I don't. And it is so much easier to put things away when you have less. No matter how crazy the bathroom looks, it can be completely tidied in five minutes. It just can. Mostly because I know where things go. If you don't have a spot for things, then maybe you need to spend some time doing that. But most of us have a good idea of where something goes. We just need to put it away. And often we don't because the space is already full. Now, how does this take the hassle out of the hustle? Well, let me tell you, when you go in your bathroom, you will have what you need accessible without an entourage of items you must trip over, walk over, spill out of the cabinet, sift through, or go around. The products will actually work for you. The space will actually fit. That, my friend, is taking the hassle out of the hustle. And sure, it's just the bathroom today. But once your bathroom's done, it is so much easier to maintain.